Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm Wendy Sparks. And I'm Stephanie Folahan. Today, we have the awesome, awesome pleasure of speaking with Miss Essence Benbury, the mother of DeAndre Benbury of the Atlanta Hawks. Welcome to the show, Essence. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the show. So our fans want to know, tell us in 20 words or less, who is DeAndre? He's amazing. He's my firstborn. He changed my life on multiple occasions. <laughs> um, he's a very, very generous, good-hearted person, hard worker, hard worker, hard worker. Um, I learned a lot from him and, you know, his work ethic, you know, so. And um, he, he, he keeps going. He keeps going and he pushes through adversity. So I don't know if that was more or less than 20 words, but I can keep going. It was perfect. <laughs> yep, yep. We're all moms, so <laughs> the difficult part of that question was the 20 words. You know? <laughs> That's okay. So tell us, where did you raise him? I raised him in North Carolina mm-hmm. until he was about 15, 16, and then we moved back to New Jersey, where I'm originally from. Oh, okay. And where did he start playing basketball? In North, in North Carolina, in Charlotte. In Charlotte. It was an everyday thing for him. What did he love about basketball? <laughs> what did he love about it or what did I love about it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mom, tell us. What do you both love about basketball separately? Busy. Kept him busy. Um, he can probably answer that question more than I could, honestly, but... Um, the passion that he had for it because he would do it every day and he would study the game. I think that's all he knows. I mean, he knows other things, but just from a little boy coming up and, and the fact that he's doing it now as, as his career, I mean, it's just a part of him. So he loves it. And I loved it because it kept him active. It was during that time when all the kids were in the video games mm-hmm. and eating. <laughs> So you're nicely saying when the kids were sitting at home playing video games, getting fat, he wasn't. Neither one of them were. I had two guys, but I mean, a lot of kids were. So a lot of moms, we were like, nope, you got to go outside. Well, that's how I grew up. I mean, I wasn't allowed inside. I mean, at one point as a child, you know, I mean, you have to just stay outside until until it got dark. Well, until that lamppost came. You know what I mean? When the light came on, then you had to run home. <laughs> Stephanie, was that was it like that with you too? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I wish that it was still that way now, but uh, my kids more so play inside and have the electronic entertainment. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, we could come inside for water. We could come in for water. We were thirsty. So your kids were allowed to come inside for water? Yeah, they could come in for water, oranges, you know, <laughs> snacks. Yeah. But get back outside and play basketball, right? Do something. <laughs> Soccer, ride your bike, skate, do something. So when did DeAndre really get serious about playing basketball? I think he always was serious mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, I remember probably in the 10th grade or 11, 10th grade, um, he had a tournament. Well, he was uh, picked to be, it was just 80 kids that they picked in North Carolina 
And, you know, you, you have so many road trips and I thought it was in Greensboro, but it really was in Raleigh. So that's like another hour. And he was so upset. And I'm just driving. <laughs> and I look here coming down my face like, you're going to get there on time. <laughs> so when he started getting upset about missing practice, well, not missing practice, he didn't miss practice or being late or, you know, if I'm coming from work or something like that. So I'll probably say around 10th grade, 11th grade. Um, that's when he got serious about it. Were you a single mom at that time? Yes, always. So how was it to navigate that with your, your boys? You're running around, you're working, and then you have to get into these tournaments. I mean, for a single mom, that must have been very difficult. Well, you learn to balance. You, you, you learn to accept help for those who offer, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, in that world, you know, in the AAU world, in the basketball world, you know, a lot of other parents may help. So I had good friends that would help. Yeah. Um, a, a couple specifically that would help um, with him. My mom would help, you know, when she could. Um, and, you know, I got in trouble a lot with work because if my kids had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, deuces. <laughs> I get another job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always came two or three, so, you know. Yeah. I just will always want him, you know, an agent to know what always be there for them. So you, you just learn how to balance. Well, I guess as a parent, you really don't have much of a choice, right? I mean, you just have to keep pushing forward and getting your kids wherever they need to be. I mean, hey, listen, I feel you. I had the same situation, too, trying to get my son to all these tournaments, and eight, nine and ten hours away from home at any given moment. But like you said... You know how many sick days <laughs> that I <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, answering my phone in the stalls in the bathroom, and all of a sudden I had a headache and had to leave because someone called and needed my son in the U.S. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if they see it now, but <laughs> yeah, I worked for the airline as well, so we, you know we would utilize that. Also. We know how to make it work at home. You know what? There you go. I had a car that, listen, from the jalopy to the nice car to the car with three wheels. Who cares, man? I mean, you just, you know, I I don't care if Kim had to get up and push. Just we're getting there. Like, you know what I mean? Because for me, I saw that a coach or the team saw potential in him because he was all the way in Canada. My mentality was we're so far away. So just the mere fact that they were calling and saying, hey, can you bring your son to to this tournament so you can play with us or to our workout or something. I was like, okay, hold on a minute. There's, there's something here. So I get what you're saying when you just got to do what you got to do. Especially when you see the passion and, and, you know, you have to go in there when they're calling. makes a difference. Yeah. So growing up, he... He had his, bro- his brother Adrian um, by his side, which was really to everything I'm reading it was was his best friend. Can you talk about their dynamics? Oh, those two. They were night and day. <laughs> night and day. But DeAndre thought he was Adrian's father. <laughs> uh, meaning if I told him to do something, he'll tell Adrian to do it. <laughs> you know, um, but... Um, 
you know, it was just them two growing up, you know, together. You know, they had cousins and have cousins, but, you know, in the house, on a day-to-day basis, it's the boys, it's the boys. Right. You know, um, they they had a funny dynamics, like, especially at school, Adrian. Well, Yandre, you know, he's making me feel some kind of way. <laughs> well, you're the little brother, and he doesn't want to be bothered right now. Right. <laughs> But you know they would they would they would get together and plot you know of course, of course. You, you know how the boys do I mean I don't have any girls thank God but <laughs> boy, no offense because I'm enough I'm enough but um, no they 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 definitely hung in there tight together I will definitely say that. I have two boys, too, so I don't know the girl dynamic. I mean, Stephanie has a girl. She has one of each, so she would know better than the both of us. I mean, are your kids competitive, Stephanie? I, I actually think it's exactly how Essence described it. Like, our, our daughter is the older of the two, and we always joke that she's our youngest son's actual mother because he <laughs> checks with her. I'll say, you can do that, and he'll say, okay, Deja, can I do that? So <laughs> she runs the show. But they're they are night and day, but inseparable exactly the way you uh, you described. So let's talk about when um, I mean, certain basketball started getting serious for him. At one point, he was playing AAU, and then he went to high school. But then he went to St. Joseph's University. So what was the decision behind him going there? The decision of St. Joe's at that time. Um, so DeAndre wasn't uh, a top ranked player always pretty much was an underdog, um, but that's the world's fault, not his fault. Um, so when it came down to, you know, the offers that were there, we, you know, the schools that, you know, the dream schools, they weren't falling. So um, it was down to Temple and St. Joe's. And for me at St. Joe's, I didn't see any, player like him on a lot of the other visits that we went on there was you know very similar players and I just felt like if he went there he can create his own lane and which he did so pretty much you were saying you you felt that this is where he could stand out a little bit more well he could be DeAndre oh absolutely you see I think you're probably like the first person that actually came on the show and said that to look, I mean, to me, it's just a different perspective, right? I was like, well, it was pretty, the weather was nice, or, you know, <laughs> you know Edor, which is a great program. But you, it's more about him and where he fits in and how he fits in. And I think that's, that's pretty different. It's only one, it's only one DeAndre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I- yeah, I, I see his Instagram. There's only one of him. So. <laughs> yeah, he's all alone. So. <laughs> I love, love, love his Instagram. Like, I, yeah, I'm a follower now. Thank you. He's yeah. Mr. Yeah, he's, no, he has no PR. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> so during his sophomore year, that's when he started getting um, more recognition. Um and recognize more as possible NBA talent. Was there something that you had to do a little bit differently at that point to push him to the next level? Um, I think at that point, that's when it got serious for me. Right. Because honestly, the fact that he was going to college, 
I was so thankful. I was so thankful. I was so thankful. So the first year as a rookie, that was just amazing. They won the championship, Atlantic 10. Um, then he got co-rookie of the year. And that was amazing. So I'm, oh, okay, this is getting serious now. Okay. <laughs> you, know, watch out, you know, other players are coming up that he's played against and knows. And then they're, they're going to the draft. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's serious now. So, um that summer, that that sophomore year, mm-hmm. you know, all the seniors had left, and I don't know what was going on. It was pretty bad. <laughs> that that sophomore year was pretty bad. Um, you know, closer to the end of the season, I, you know, me and Phil Martelli had, had to have a conversation because DeAndre didn't want to come out of the games. Right. And you know, your body wear and tear. You know. And um, he, I think he had that year like the most minutes in the country, in the country. because he didn't get all the games. We have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going into his junior his junior year, you know, I was talking to coach and I said, Coach, we got to get it this year. We're going to do it. And he's like, you know, <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. I said, We're going to win. We're going to win. And he's like. And I and I, I gave him an offer, and I ended up we won again, and he got played. And I said, "Well, we win. I want this, and I got it." <laughs> Moms know best. <laughs> so, oh no, we know best. Not a little bit. No, no. <laughs> so, what was your decision or his decision to declare for the draft now in 2016? It was time. That's the best answer. Listen, if you feel it's time, then just do it. I mean, when my son decided, um, there was a lot of things going on and a lot of decisions to be made. And, you know, you had half of the circle was saying, no, wait another year because, you know what I mean, this draft, this year 2014, it's stacked. And then it was, okay, well, no, 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 hold on. You have to go, you know what I mean, or change schools. There was just so much going on. And at this point, we were like, you know what, just just go. Just try and see what happens. I mean, he ended up going undrafted that year, but he's in the league now. You know what I mean? So it doesn't mean that just because that night, it doesn't right. work out that, you know what I mean, the dream won't ever come. So, I'm, you know what I mean? So you as a parent, when you knew, like, okay, I'm ready for DeAndre to get there. I mean, you did what you had to do. I mean, it was a little bit more to it also. <laughs> but, um, well, for me, you know, because you know how they go um, in the summers and they take classes in the summer. So he wouldn't, he would only have three classes left to take to graduate. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a situation because, you know, some people are like, you're going to, you know, he's going to college, you're going to pull him out. And listen, this is a business opportunity. You're not going to tell me if you personally had an opportunity to go and uh, work your, 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 your dream job and make millions of dollars that you won't do, you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to starve distractions and just do what, what we felt was best. Right. And he was comfortable with it. He was a little nervous at first, but, you know, God is good. So so what did you guys do to prepare for the draft now? Well, you know, after March Madness, 
you know, um, we went all the way to, oh, man, we thought we were going to win. We went second round. That, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was really, really fun. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to afford to um, go to Cali next. Because <laughs> we, but we were going. But um, so basically, once he declared, um, he ended up, you know, signing with an agent and he went to um, Vegas to train. And he went, um, that was then the Atlanta Hawks, um, they invited him to come do a workout with them. Yeah. What was that like for him? Was that his first one? No, I don't think that was his first one. Oh, wow. Don't ask me. Um, it was a lot going on at that time, but it was fun. And he was, he was, he was going, right. you know, and he was going up against, you know, his competitors. So it was, I think it was a great time for him. And how was your family feeling about him now declaring for the draft and getting ready? Like, what was the vibe like in your, in your family? Oh, everybody was so proud. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, you watch him grow up and he's, been doing it and you're seeing the you know of he's reaching goals and I mean we we were all excited and then a few weeks after before the draft we know that you your your family faced a tragedy with with the death of your son so I just want to know how did you guys as a family push forward because I know you as a mom you got to remain strong you have a loss of one son and then here you have another son whose career needs to push forward like I don't even know, like, what to add, like, how do you, how did you do that? I don't know. Hmm? When I look back now, I don't know. I mean, I probably was numb yeah. and just carried on. Um, I had, uh, prior to um, us losing Adrian, um, I had, you know, put together a draft party, um, something intimate, you know, at a little banquet hall because we weren't, even though we were in Jersey, we weren't going to go because I just, it's just a lot. Right. So, but we're going to celebrate anyway, Right. you know, so that was already set up. And then, you know, when Adrian passed June 11th, you know, I didn't care about anything. That's right. And then maybe after his service and then even the workouts and everything had to stop. Right. So, you know, at that point for me, you know, either the teams want him or they don't. Right. You know, so I felt like his body of work spoke for him and just prayed on it and just continued on. And that was probably the best thing that could have happened on June 21st. So um, I think a lot of family support, a lot of friends support um, and Knowing that he needed me, yeah. Knowing that he had his own angel to guide him through, you know, it just kept me. Just I just kept pushing to and to push him because you know I, I never want to let him see me weak because right. you know. So, of course, as a mother, you just have to stand tall and, like you said, don't let them see you weak, right? Just and I don't know. I think like just as women we're strong anyway but moms have like this superhero power recently I was teaching a class and I found out while I was teaching that my grandmother had passed away and I was sort of expecting it but I was so close with her 
and I, I had to finish teaching the class, and I, and I did without a hitch, like just bossed up all the way through. And then literally when the class ended at 401, I broke. You know, but just as what you're saying, you had a job to get done, and you got it done. And I, I think that's amazing, Essence, like you, you did what you had to do. Thank you. So on draft night, the GM and the coach of the Nanahawks called and told you that your baby was chosen 21st overall. I mean, tell us about that moment. Well, um, so where we had the draft party, there was the, the banquet room, mm-hmm. but then we also had a room, like a, a regular hotel room right. next door in case we needed to go in there. And DeAndre got the call. Um, and we, you know, of course the TV screens are in there and everything. And he got the call and I, me and my mom, we jumped up right with him <laughs> and I've never seen him. Like he did like this gallop, like he got, <laughs> and I was so happy. I was so happy that he got, you know, he got called, you know what I mean? Like he got called, like what else could make him feel better after right. losing his brother and his best friend? So it wasn't about me. It was all about him. I was very, very happy for him. Well, let's talk about his rookie year now, because now he's on the Atlanta Hawks. New team, new blood, new friends, new job. What was that like for him now, getting ready to to pretty much leave the family now and go work? Well, I ended up I ended up coming with him. Because the plan was for him and Adrian to go together. Mm-hmm. But it just made sense, you know, to grieve and get through everything. But that was, it was amazing. You know, the, you know, we went to Vegas for, um, you know, um, went to Vegas for um, camp out there. Oh, yeah. And it was so hot, but it was just so really, really nice. Really, really nice. The Hawks uh, were very welcoming. Um, At that time, um, Malik Rose was there, and he was such a pleasure. Uh, I mean, honestly, such a pleasure to help us get through the process. Like, he really, Malik was really, really a blessing, to be honest. Um, Just maneuvering around, you know, at the arena and just things like that. So, it was good. You know, I, I, I saw my son play uh, against LeBron. Yeah. He had four overtimes, and he was uh, giving him defense the whole game. And, oh. My baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when he came in, it was so much going on with the Hawks. He was like sixth in that position. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> So your son now is, like I was saying before, on a new team, and he has to find a way to fit in. But you as a mom, how did you fit in with the other parents? Well, you know, so they have the family room, and um, the owners, uh, Jamie, very, very welcoming. Um, They, you know, always plan things for for the family. So that was really, really good. Um, I, I really, really appreciated that. You know, the other moms, you know, it takes a little adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when you're the rookie mom and, you know, you don't know where to go what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was interesting because, you know, a lot of people got 
you know, traded or this, or, you know, so everybody didn't stay, you know, so that, that that's something I had to get used to. You know, you get close to someone and then they're gone and all yeah. that good stuff. I remember my my first time going to the family room uh, in the magic room and I met you know, you know, the moms are there, the, you know, the dads are there, and the girlfriends, wives, children, you know, I just walk in and I'm all quiet and that didn't last long. <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, I had all kinds of friends. It's like, wait, who's your child? Oh, come sit with us. And they were talking and they were telling me the ins and the outs and the do's and the don'ts and where to go and where to sit, where not to sit and how you get to sit um, courtside and all kinds of good stuff, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a nice dynamic, right? It it just makes it better as a parent um, when the other parents are, are 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 nice, because that's not always the case. If they are, that's not always the case. But I guess we've both been blessed. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, when you're supposed to be there, when you belong there, you just make your way. You right. Know? It'll work. So during his rookie year, he didn't really play that much, and he went back and forth with the G League. Um, so how did he use that time to develop? I mean, he understood. Right. You know, it's not a spray. You know, he's used. He's kind of used to that. You know, if that makes. He knows his time is coming. Even now, four years in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he just, you know, he can adjust. You have, you have to adjust in this world, not just in the, in sports. You just have to adjust in life, and and you just stick to who you are, right? And you you stay true to yourself, and you know you work on you, you know. And I know it was a lot for him that rookie year, mentally, physically, you know, but still standing. So he grew up. Well, DeAndre grew up watching Vince Carter. <laughs> I see the smile. <laughs> now he is his colleague. I mean, come on now. So as a vet, did Vince offer DeAndre some advice, like what to do, what not to do, how to play, teach him any moves? Was he like that mentor to him? Well, I I, I don't get involved in that because as much as I want to, I might mess it up. Because I know how much he loved Vince Carter. Yeah. You know, when, he, when, when Vince first came to the Hawks, the, the uh, Hawks have a, a, a barbecue every year, mm-hmm. you know, welcome. And I said, DeAndre, you know you have to introduce. Because I never asked him really to introduce me, you know. <laughs> and he just smiled and he introduced. And I said, I have to tell him, DeAndre. And he just smiled. And I just started to tell him. And he DeAndre just walked off, just let me do my thing. So, you know, I let him know how he really felt. You know, he, you know, DeAndre's laid back. He's not going to be too overexcited about anything. But you, you know you're excited. You, <laughs> so I don't want to overdo it with my excitement about it. So, you know, I'll just say my little thing here and there. But um, I think they have a good relationship from from what I know. Right. So. He's playing with his his mm-hmm. idol, mm-hmm. and his idol is wearing Adrian's birthday, 15. Oh, that's right. You know, the other wears 95. Right. So I'm not messing with it. I'm just going to leave it alone. Good. <laughs> Good vibes yeah. on that team all around. 
So we have to remember 15 and 95. That's right, because that was the year that uh, Adrian was born, right? Yeah. 95 is why he wears that number. What an awesome tribute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your baby's image. I mean, fear the fro, Pierre with the, with the hair. <laughs> I have to ask about that. The suits. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you might have to have him on as a contestant in regards to the hair, because I have I have absolutely nothing to do with it anymore. I thought Fear the Fro was a thing, but he's braids, <laughs> it's twist, it's this, and it looks so good though. Like you know, I can't complain. He looks amazing. So, and I think he likes the versatility of it, and you know, his own unique way. To, style it and you know so you just it could be worse so. <laughs> <laughs> at least he brushes it <laughs> I know sometimes I remember going to some of the games and I remember saying to to my son I used to laugh and I'm like why is that player's hair like that and I'm like he brushed it that way and he used to laugh and he's like can you stop <laughs> I'm like I'm just asking like he put it that way it's meant to be and go there Wendy don't go there <laughs> oh, okay I won't sorry <laughs> Let me buy my business then. <laughs> Does he have a favorite designer? Because I see him always swagged up. The last I heard, and this was last year, mm -hmm. he, well, I know he's always like Fendi, but it may have changed. I don't know. But, you know, he's interested in fashion himself. So, you know, maybe he'll be a creative in that space one day. So the Atlanta Hawks, I just want to go back to basketball. Um, they're a rebuilding team. So how has it been navigating his career on, on with, with them? And, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting, yeah. you know, um, coming into this last season, he was the last player from 2016 on the roster in general. Right. So, you know, out with the old and with the new and all that, you know, good stuff. And you just have to, Play your position and, you know, you can't take things personal, you know, you know your game and, you know, if if they see you in the future, fine. If they don't, then, you know, you're skilled enough to play where you need to play. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that life. That, absolutely. So that brings me to the next question about free agency period, which is um, approaching for DeAndre. Um, does he think that there might be an extension with the Atlanta Hawks, or does he feel it may be ready for him to move on? Ask me a person, Wendy. Touching the nerve right now. Sorry. You know, like I said, God is good, right. and you know, you just stay the course, and you know, you want to be in a position and you want to be in a home where, you know, you're valued and you're appreciated and you can play your part. So wherever that is, that's where, you know, will be the best place for him. So. Absolutely. I mean, I say the same thing to my son too, right? You know, I mean, every player wants to be the player, the one who just is on the court all the time. You know what I mean? So sometimes, you know, I mean, there's always that talk of, oh, maybe it's time to go. And then it's, but I love it. So you never know, right? They just want to feel appreciated and loved. and, and But at the end of the day, they just want to play. At the end of the day. 
Yeah, I don't. Is there a team on Mars yeah. or Venus? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. So you opened, um, or you started, I, I should say, a not-for-profit organization, AP World. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's my baby. That's my baby. Um, so AP World is in honor of Adrian. So Adrian, his name is Adrian Potts. And Adrian always was, you know, trying to save the world. If someone had an issue, he's there. And, and, and he would be 14, you know, doing, I'm like, Adrian, you're too young to take on these issues, <laughs> you know, but he always felt he was a grown man. And, um, you know, he, he, he died how he lived, breaking up the fight. He got shot in the back. So, you know, AP World, you know, we are a resource for um, victims of gun violence. So within that time frame, that week is the hardest. Right. Um, it's the hardest. Like, how do you get through that week? Right. Obituaries, you know, services, flowers, all the things that you need. So we're just here as a resource to help them get through that week. Um, and then also, you know, continue on with mentorship and, you know, just connect. And um, it's tough. It's tough, especially for 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 a child, losing a child. So that dynamic, um, I hope we don't have to do this program, but we have to for now. And so that's what AP World's about. Well, it's a, it's a fantastic program. I mean, I was reading up on it. And, and so my question is, what kind of support do you get um, from the public? Because it's such a good, good organization, like what support do you get? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get donations. Uh, We'll get, um, you know, the Hawks, they'll donate. Um, Others in the community, uh, we're working on our our database now, um, you know, with grief counseling and, you know, just expanding. You know, we're about to really, really, you know, amp it up to really um, get it out there more. But um, we get a lot of we get a lot of support. We get a lot of support. Uh, we have a new director now, uh, which I'm thankful for because it's so close to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like we weren't accomplishing things because it's so close. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be great, and um, you know we'll be in the community more. Even though I know we've done a lot, it's just now in this climate. Yeah, we have to really get out there a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much going on right now. Um, I mean, with Breonna Taylor verdict, with George Floyd, and just everything else that's going on. It's just... Yeah, I can't watch it. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. I think Adrian knew. Because he had told me, Mom, we need to get a bunker. He woke me up. Because he, you know, he was into it and he read a lot and he researched a lot and he was ready. He said, Ma, we have to get prepared. And so it's so weird in this world now because I want to talk to him. Yeah. You know, but he knew. He knew. He's yeah. like, I'm out of here. This world is, he's off where, you know. He's in the best bunker. He- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It, it's so funny you say that, Bunker. I was talking to a mom the other day, and we were talking about um, just since the beginning of COVID, and she said she hasn't really left her house. 
And then with them living in Portland with all the fires, now she really can't leave her house. And I was saying to her, it's like, your house has now turned into a bunker. You know what I mean? Like, you can't leave. As she said, I never appreciated my home more, although even now that I'm stuck in it, right? Yeah, I guess this is where you learn to love your family, I guess, eh? (laughs) Absolutely. Essence, I want to ask you what kind of advice, and this is my last question to you, um, what advice would you give to a parent of an up-and-coming basketball player? I would... I would, I would definitely focus on if this is something that they really want to do and why. Yeah. Do they have the skill set? You know, are you trying to live through your child? Do they really want to play? Do you want to do, you want to do it for a scholarship? I'm into that. You know, you know, you have to make a decision. You know, and 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 be mindful and and clear clear to clear the clutter. Because yeah. every player, although there are sons and our daughters, and we love them and they're so great, and uh, but but the truth is, everyone isn't going to the NBA. That's right. And you never want to mislead them. I think it's so unfair when you know mm-hmm. I've seen parents like I, I remember DeAndre's last AU game and I was thankful I was thankful yes. that I didn't have to be on that circuit anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure it is it's a lot of pressure don't you know if, if as a parent if you're if you have them involved to keep them active and busy and it's their passion that's great but just make sure that you're not misleading them and you're guiding them and you're educating. Oh, educate yourself. Educate yourself. I was told so many times I didn't know what I was doing. Why is she doing this and this and that? Because it's my son. That's right. It's funny how other people think they know your child better than you, right? But at the same time, it's it's not necessarily always knowing. Because I, 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 I see some parents sometimes and they say, I know my child better than everybody else and I think this is best for them. And I'm like, you know your child, but you don't know the sport or you don't know what the route is or what you should be doing, but they just feel because it's their child that they know everything. And, you know, I look at some of my son's friends and I'm like, this is why they're still playing community ball. <laughs> because some of them, and it's true, because some of them are really, really talented. I mean, but they just couldn't get far because of different routes that their parents took because they just thought they knew more. So at one point, like you're saying, you just have to step back and just allow those people that have the experience to come in and just help your help your kid get to where he needs to be and make sure it's about the kid and not you because you have some other parents. You have some parents that want to live vicariously through their child, right? You know what I mean? They've already had their seat picked out in the arena. So. <laughs> and it's unfortunate, especially like I've seen a lot of players and they were, you know, higher ranked and, you know, and, and everyone knew them and, and, and to see that they, you know, they're not around. Right. And it's, and a lot of it is because of a lot of the things that were going on. Right. And sometimes you have to be still. Yep. You have to be still, you know, find your team, find your niche and, and stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. I, I was told a couple of times and, but that I didn't know what I was doing. And like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, Cam's not going to make it to the NBA. Okay. 
you know, you shouldn't be going to this game. Okay. And I would just, whatever. And maybe some of the decisions I made weren't the right decision, but at the end of the day, it got him where he is now. I mean, you know what I mean? He put himself on the court with his, with his, you know what I mean? His talent, but he didn't drive himself to the games. You know what I mean? He didn't talk to all these coaches in these schools and do everything else that the parents do. Right. I mean, they're children, so they can't. So I love your advice to those parents because you hit it, you hit it on the head. So Essence, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on our show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Wendy and Stephanie. I appreciate it. I hope that, you know, it can help some families. Absolutely. And keep in touch. Oh, yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Essence. Bye. Join me and Steph every week on Courtside Moms, where you get a courtside seat outside of the arena. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe and listen for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.